With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First... From a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence! Margaret Eri Fiend coming out, you stick on, stick that big LED, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, in the top end of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take a bump for this, he's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you, I'm going to take the bump for you. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Wrestling Daft. Uh, we are a wrestling podcast and we are a fan-supported wrestling podcast. That's a very, very significant thing. Uh, my name's Rob Florence and Grado is the main man sitting beside me here. This is our podcast, Ours and Yours. That's the way I'd like to refer to it for new one. How are you doing, Grado? Ours and Yours has got a great wee ring to it, isn't it? Ours and Yours is good, isn't it? Ours and, yours. and Yours. Wrestling isn't Daft. It? Ours and yours. and yours. Uh, right, first of all, guys, thanks very much for keeping us alive. Oh, we've got to say that, haven't we? Aye. It was a beautiful wedding gift, because I get married. Uh, I'm a married man now. If you're watching this in the video version, you'll be able to see my gold wedding ring, which was 50,000 quid. <laughs> but thanks very much for the, uh, all the Patreon backing uh, to keep us going, because we wouldn't keep, be able to keep going if it wasn't for you. That's my 50 grand ring now. Aye. Um, but we wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't have survived. We, we really kind of, our industries have shut down. We're kind of struggling at the minute in we grade though. So it's yeah. good to get that support for you guys. That's my 50 grand ring. Let's see 50 grand ring. But anyway, you got married, Rob. It was good to hear. I get married. It was lovely. And Grado, you got my invite, didn't you, to the, to the stream? Aye, to the stream, mate. Aye, to the stream. Just to let everybody know out there, you're only allowed 20 people at your wedding now, and that includes a photographer. If you've got a photographer, it includes your celebrant who's day in the wedding. You're only allowed 20 people at it. So what we did was we set up a, a video stream and we streamed it. So we sent it out to like our family and, and our closest friends. No, everybody, by the way, our closest friends get invited to watch the stream because it's a very, very private thing. Grado did, of course, get invited to watch the stream. What happened, Grado? Well... First of all, like I knew you were getting married, and I thought, well, he's getting married out his back door. I was like, so you'll know, you'll know, invite me. I goes, I, I, it's definitely out the kind of, out the kind of question. But then on the the Sunday night before you got married, you sent me a WhatsApp with this beautiful, lovely, flowery invite, and of course, I was like, what? I'm actually going to this fucking. I'm going to Rab's wedding. So I'm telling Stephanie, Stephanie, you've got a wedding on Saturday. You are invited to the wedding. Get fucking get a frock. Get the nicest frock. I'm going to look at suits because the, all the suits don't fit me anymore. She's like, this is a bit last minute. I'm like, it doesn't matter, mate. Because like Greg Hempel could be there and that. <laughs> <Right? For laughs> and then uh, so the next day I was on the radio and I was just about to tell folk I've got a wedding on um, on Saturday. And just as I pulled up for like, the, the details and looked at the invite, I fucking finally clicked on it. Said you're invited to the wedding stream. So I'm amazed. I cancelled. I cancelled my suits. I cancelled my my six hundred pound suit. Stephanie Cassidy cancelled her eight hundred pound frock. The fucking stream. Thanks to the patrons for supporting us. By the way, we are needing that money. Um, my fifty grand ring. By the way, my ring's for fucking H Samuel. By the way, right? It's not fucking fifty grand ring. Let me tell you that. You <laughs> were fucking near it. It's an H Samuel. Fucking it was hundred and forty quid. But see, oh, by, the, by the way, no, by the way, I was like, I do feel like a dafty with us, right? But I miss the stream, I know, because I didn't. I was. I, I get. I get ready to watch the stream on a Saturday, and then I realised you needed the link. You needed to RSVP. 
I thought the link would have been on invites, so I made a right. I made a. I made, I I made thought, a arse at everything, mate. I thought you would, you were so upset at the fact that you won the among the twenty that were invited that you thought, fuck that man, I'm watching that stream, fuck him. Um, <laughs> and this is the, this is the thing. It's like um, it's it's. A, I hope the listeners realise this shows you how close me and Grado's relationship is. That Grado thinks of the twenty people that me and Jen across your two massive families that we would invite to this wedding. That Grado. Would be one in them. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? By the way, I've still got your wedding present. You need to give me your address. No worries, I'll do that. Don't worry about that, mate. I still want a present. People have been. It was really great. People and then we went. Is it anybody else been late with the presents? Because now I feel bad. Can I? Aye. Some people had didn't get his end at all. They'll not be invited to the fucking any other streams. We have any other wains. <laughs> we have a wain or something. And for the stream, the childbirth. Um, hold on now. Let's fucking stop a minute. Forget about the 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 listeners. Grado is on the fucking WWE Network. <laughs> Grado is on... Well, okay, let me put it a different way, right? On the WWE Network, Grado appears in the ring as if by magic. Boom! There he is. <laughs> no entrance. But he's on the WWE Network, which is amazing. ICW are on the WWE Network, which is a, a great thing to see these indie promotions on there. Grado, how does that feel? Ah, the fuck on... the WWE Network. Fuck oh, it. Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> Controversy Look. creates cash. Get that, uh, cut that out. Get that uploaded. Grado, what'd you say? Fuck the WWE Network. Dafties. Here's what Look, I would I say. I knew that right? was going to happen anyway. Can we get that a t-shirt? Can we get that a t-shirt, Grado? <laughs> Give me your mark, mate, aye. Here's what I would say. Here's, right. here's what I'm going to say something slightly controversial here, right? I think it's great. See, see, there's two ways of looking at this, right? It's great on a kind of personal level and like guys I know and stuff like that. And they're on the WWE Network and that must be so exciting to be able to sit in your living room and put WWE Network on and stick it on and there, there you are. There you are, you're in the ring. You know, you get like Simon Cassidy, for example, there, who, who, who is one of the best in the business all the world, I think. And, he, and he's, he's there on the WWE Network and you see him or not. But there is another angle you can take to it, which is... You're, you're a competitor. You're a competitor, and the minute you appear on that WWE network, you have been consumed by the WWE. You know? So that's another way of looking at it. It's just two ways of looking at it. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean, Grado? Well, I mean, I was never asked for my permission to be on that. When I signed up to this one, I said, No, that I'm saying I wouldn't. I don't want it, but pff, we getting a couple of shillings with that, no? I don't know, but that, I'd be interested to see if there was any shillings. See, you look, know what? Here's just tell what I would say is I'm leaving, but like that staff even mentioned the money. I don't even care, right? But they could give us a couple of months for the network for nothing. Send me a wee password for three, oh, three months, right? Then that's 30 bar, right? 30 bar, I'll take 30 bar for that. But I knew that was going to happen because everybody was going, Oh, what do you think they'll dub their music? And I was like, Aye. Don't even do that. I was like, They won't even take the time because you know what? It's, it's not even the entrance, right? It was the fucking one of the. My, my favorite ICW moments when Jeff Jarrett gives it from from and he's from Stevenson. He's played with my kids. He's played with my wife. I've not played with his wife, but you know what I mean. Like that, that was the that was the fucking magic, and I just totally cut it right out. And I was just like, "Fuck them, man! Fuck them!" That's hilarious. But um, that match with Jackie Paul, I didn't watch it back because I was blown at my fucking ass. <laughs> I hadn't wrestled in about a year in ICW. I haven't even watched it, man. It's fucking. I was a great match, mate. I watched it. I watched it on the network. Right. It wasn't Can you, maybe we should watch that as a retro review. No, oh, I don't, but you know what? Those, I know they're going to be putting up another one. They're going to put another event. I can't say what one, just in case I get bothered. But that's a better match than one that man. I just see when I seen that and I thought, oh, no, because I've messaged Jackie. Was that that match was jobby, wasn't it? But didn't even date, and I'm just rolling about the ring, fucking selling. <laughs> was there even any moves in it? Not much, mate. No, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't no, much. no. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. It's it's a cool thing. Do you see. watch it, Rob? It's a cool thing to My see. Match. No, I've no, I've not watched it. I've not watched no, it. I'm going to watch no, it. I'm going to watch no, it. No, it's a cool thing to see. Because you know, Mark, da- Dallas would never have dreamed when he when he started up and Mary Hill and stuff like that. That one day he would be featured on a WWE network. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing achievement. Again, it's that thing again where it's like, you know, look at how far that company has come. It's like unbelievable stuff. You know what I mean? But also, there's just a wee bit of me that's like, imagine ICW had went. No. Fuck off on the gone on the WWE network. Mate, that'd have been so much cool. Well, I can't say it now, but remember, I've been in ICW for the days where, like, Dallas was in the ring going, this, will, this company will only ever charge you a tenner for fucking tickets. Fuck Vince McMahon and all that. You know, that was cool, but that was a cool thing about it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, mate, 
I'm ICW and I'm also a TNA boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but by the way, it was good to see Joseph Malfrey and Joseph Park on the telly um, the other day. But um, aye, aye. I know I'm bamming this up. I'm completely bamming this up. It was a good. It was good. It was good uh, to get exposure. Do you know what I mean? But I've come on exposure. I just think to myself as well, though. I kind of because I question myself as well. I kind of go, you know, if I had a promotion and a WWE came to me and says we want to put your promotion on the WWE Network, am I really going to say no? Am I really going to say no? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like it's a truth fucking test that and I don't know if that would be I'm just saying it's just there's always because you know that's that's just how the WWE and the WWF have been over the years as they just consume everything you know what I mean they're just this fucking monster that consumes everything and right. so it's always a wee bit of you that's kind of like oh no man you know what I mean because they're just reaching out to and that's what they've done with the British scene with the British scene they've just kind of got their horns all the tap of oil you know what I mean and it now feels like it feels like the whole British scene. The whole British scene feels almost like a, a like a subcategory of WWE. You know, do you know what I mean? It's like a, it's just that that niggles you a wee bit. But having said that, fucking magic and congratulations, Thora Boys, because she's wouldn't be on the WWE Network if he's hadn't, you know, just played like absolute fucking champs for the but past. But also, just one more thing, like I can't even, like because obviously the last couple of years. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty much WWE's putting a bit of money into ICW, so they need their return in some way. Aye. You know, the likes of the, the, the big Titantrons and stuff like that, like, probably stuff was invested in there, so they need to get their return somehow, but I, I definitely was good to... I can't wait. I hope, I hope there's more, because that, that uh, match was a shanner, but it, it was good to... I, it's good to see, man, do you know what I mean? But I was in eight episodes of Other City, do you know what I mean? So. Question to you, Grado, right? But, Wrestling gets back on its feet in a couple of years, right? After the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Indie wrestling gets back on its feet. Are you going to keep your entrance theme? Well, I... Because yeah, have, I you ever, have you ever considered to yourself, maybe I should go for something new? 100%. 100%. And do you know what? Because like, it's caused you trouble, is not it? Mate, it's a pain in the ass. but look, Sandman, he... Look, remember when you watched mm-hmm. One Night Stand 2005 and it was amazing because they paid for Sandman? But then in One Night Stand 2006 when they came out to the Jim Johnson shit, it was like fucking horrific. It gave me a... You know what I mean? It was it spoiled the whole show. So, see, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm made a live audience wrestler. Like, that's me. You need to be there to enjoy it, like, to be with the crowd because because of the reactions that you get in Scotland... It's like I'm very much focused on being the, a live match rather than watching it back. It's the same with like Caban as well. He always says the same things. Like a lot of matches don't translate well on DVD and on stream. So I'm more interested in the people that are there on the night. And I suppose I have thought about changing music, but there's just nothing that's as good. The only thing that ever came close to it was that we got a song and TNA got me a song um, with my last couple of months, and it's fucking brilliant. But... I can't get that either. So I don't know. I mean, bands have always contacted me. Dev's always said he's he tried once on five star wrestling that he made me a tune. Um and uh it's just it's just not the same, mate. It's just I know. Hold on. And I just why it's just warming up with yeah. Ah, it's good to be back. Gredo's just putting his theme on his fucking gramophone here. He's wind up gramophone. It's coming, mate. I don't know. It'll eventually just start going on. If you maybe just keep talking and it'll there we go. It's all right, isn't it? It's all right. It's all right. Right, now we have done a wee bit of research into the rumour that Neil... Play the one that I was using to... <laughs> I really want to, right? Have I played to that mention... on the podcast You're before? not allowed to mention TNA, mate, anymore. We also did a little research into the rumour that Neil's moved to Glasgow and ran a used car lot in the north of the city. This is from last week. We were talking about wrestling rumours, the best wrestling rumours, and now this popped up last week from one of the listeners. Right. There's no way that's true, because I'm from the north of the city. I've never heard of this. Unfortunately, it wasn't true, but he did, however, battle Vince McMahon for real or a pay, um, a pay situation. No, that's true. That's not really even a rumour, is it? That's just a fact. We'll know that Neil's battled Vince McMahon. Last week, we asked, 
Have you ever seen a wrestling move used in a shoot fight? Here's what you guys had to say. Tartan JK says he once had to put a guy in a Taz mission to get him off Sunday. Didn't he let go <laughs> until he was out? Have you ever done this before, Rob? What, used a wrestling move in a shoot fight? Right. I've never really fought anybody, mate. I don't need I, to. I've got the gift of the gab. I'll put some cunt in the walls of Jericho in primary seven. In and a real fight? Aye, in a real fight, aye. Jesus Christ. That's dead. You just broke his back, mate. Uh, what, but um, I've also... I've also seen a stunner as well in a fight, but I'll let the, the, the fans was talk. It, was it worked? See, when you put the walls of Jericho on the guy, was it, was it, was it worked or were you really I, I, on it? I mean, I think he was or Did you just end up starting working, kind of? Just the one minute was a shooting, and then you put on walls of Jericho and then you were just working at that point? Um, I think, no, it was just full intensity, I think, because the guy was teasing me, calling me fat a bit of an apart a minute. Um, but we all got in trouble and then like, wrestling was banned for the playground type idea. Right, right. Uh, Pablo says he was nearly mugged on a field up Spittle Tongues in Newcastle. Go out it by kicking him in the balls and gaining him a pedigree <laughs> as he bent out to grab his bruised plums. Legitimately thought I'd killed him as he was spark out. Thankfully, he jumped up and legged it five minutes later. See, I wouldn't think a pedigree would even hurt anybody, really. Oh, um, no. If Am pedigree, I mate. Oh, I remember the first time I attained a right pedigree. It was with um, Marty Scurll gave me it at Sonosphere. And fucking me, I mean, I just went like I totally didn't protect. Do you know what? Ped, two times the pedigrees hurt me. Once when I never protected my face and I literally just went, face oh. grin, like nose fucking dented right in. And I was like, dafty. The second time, I never let, I never loosened up my arms when he had me in the underhooks. So when he went down, I was like, my, my shoulders get cracked right in because I never let go to, like, uh, right. my, to, to, to protect my face again. So, a, ped- a real pedigree be there. They are there. Oh, Jesus. Are How would you protect your face, like, in that situation where your face went and turn it to the side a bit or something? Well, I, or? Just when the time's right, you're meant to fucking pull your arms run and put, put your palms, or, or put your, slam the mat with your fucking two palms so it's protecting your face. Yeah, because there's a kind of late release, isn't there? Like, right, so you the place, right, does it, it releases late. Because look, have you ever have you seen that one with Triple H and Kane when they're in Australia or Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Kane falls down to his knees and all that. It's all like that. <laughs> uh, Xander says, year ago, years ago outside the cat house, I witnessed one of the bouncers stop a fight when he jumped between the guys and legit rock bottomed one of them to the pavement. <laughs> the rock bottom is like, you know, that's a good tackle. That's like, that's going to take people doing legit. Ian, two workmates play fighting in the mid zeros. Hold on, can I just also say as well, man? Oh, fuck, man. I have rock bottom someday and I know a real fight, but there was a wee guy. I was a bit of an arsehole to him. There was a wee guy called David in maths. And uh, so he's kind of like, I think he called me like a fat bastard again. Sorry, David, getting called fat. And I think, I think I hooked him and he was like, he was like I was twice the size of him. But I got him up and kind of rock bottomed onto the, rock bottomed him onto the table, right? And everybody kind of started laughing. But do you know that way? After it, Folk went, he battled you to me. Do you know what I mean? He aye, battled aye. you the day, he battled you the day. And I get in fights with my roommates because it was like, he didn't pardon me, he didn't pardon me. Do you know what I mean? He battled you because I gave him the rock bottom. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Aye, aye. Uh, aye. Ian, two workmates play fighting in the mid-2000s on the shop floor. After a bit of pushing, the sales advisor gored our manager like <laughs> Rhino through an actual plaster wall. <laughs> Well, the gaffer has to plead not to be punted. The advisor boasted about it for years after. Richie says a guy in so her high school. Boast, boast <laughs> guy in her high school tried a stone cold stunner. Other guy just kind of bent over while he destroyed his own coccyx on the concrete playground. <laughs> Needless to say, the fight was over at this stage. Willie saw two drunk guys fighting outside the pub years ago, and one hit the other with a shoot DDT on the concrete pavement. Ambulance turned up shortly after. Wasn't he pretty? Was he pretty? Uh, Daniel says, me, can't remember what the fight was about, but I managed a sort of scoop power slam with his arm behind his back. I'd say it was worth the suspension. <laughs> school, obviously. But I cringe when I think about it now. Maybe maybe no school, maybe his work. Suspended for his work. Imagine a guy, you can't be fucking power slamming your work. <laughs> Mark says he saw a guy do a double arm DDT in a pub in Mint Law. Death Rollins says, a brawl involving rival school. Some wee cunt in first year got rock-bottomed onto a wooden bench and broke his collarbone. Oof, match ended in a DQ. After somebody tried to stab somebody in the eye with a big pen, I shot it and watched for the chippy van, but it was compelling viewing. And finally, Andy says he leg-dropped a bunch of jabroni marks who didn't know how to work a work when it's a work and then worked themselves into a shoot. 
marks. If you want to get in touch with us about any of that, I'll just random wrestling related stuff. Get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us, old school, Wrestling Daft at gmail.com. Now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad in the wrestling, the NWOs for the retributions. Hold on a minute here. John, right. that's too early. It's too early to say that retribution okay. are like bad. It's been a bit shite though, hasn't Who's it? Who's retribution? Is that the MVP? We don't know yet. No, 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 no. Retribution are just like they're in the... Smackdown the... folk? Aye, they're like... Oh. Aye. It's just that carry on, right? How many times have we seen that now? And and by the way, no one like in mega recent years, I feel as if that's been done to death. Folk in a mask jumping up and has that not been done to death? Come on. Aye, it's it has been. It has been. And also retribution's a crap name as well, isn't it? Retribution is a mystery. <laughs> no, I mean it's a crap name. Retribution versus evolution is gonna happen. Ric Flair fighting all your fucking guys. Uh, right, so what do you want to bury and what you want to put over? They don't know. I've been on my honeymoon, so I haven't been able to catch up with much wrestling. I have, however, um, there was something I saw. What did I see? I saw something. Remind me. I've been watching. I need to be honest. Can I be honest, everybody? I know this is wrestling daft, but I went away on my honeymoon and I came back and then I had to catch up in the NBA. I had to catch up in the basketball. That was my priority first. I didn't know you were in that shape. Yeah, that was my priority first. I had to catch up in the nets. And then... Um, but now I'm going to catch up in the wrestling. Now I'm, an, now I'm unemployed for six months. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be watching a lot of wrestling. Grado, what do you want to bury? What do you want to put over? Well, I don't think we spoke about this, but I, I bought the Talking Shop Mania pay-per-view. Mm. And I, I thought it was great, mate. It was something different. It was it was hilarious, man. Just the wee kind of... Like, Theodore Long was on it, and he's fucking... I'm here to get paid, bitch. It was hilarious, man. Um, what else? There was like a, the... the the boner yard match between uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson was fucking brilliant. Um, have you heard anything about this? No. I've no, but I heard it was really good. Oh, mate, it was funny. There's a bit as well. You need, really need to see it where they do a hot, in this boner yard match, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. They kind of double down on each other and a line on this limousine and it all kind of fades into like a kind of, no a dream, but a, like a kind of last year thing where they, they done this promo with, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, and it's set in 2019 where they walk into a hotel room and meet the Young Bucks. Right, and they're right. talking about how their WWE contract's coming up and they're going to sign for AEW. Um, and fucking... <laughs> I can't remember what happens. It ends up all kicking off. And then uh, I think the Young Bucks super kick pay for them. And then the Young Bucks go, ah, oh, fuck them. They'll probably end up in TNA anyway. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's so good. Um, and it was only an hour and a half as well, so it was just Outlook Gallows' his back garden. All these random wrestlers, like fucking D'Lo Brown's there. Yeah. It just, it was amazing. And then, like, half five through the matches as well. If anything was shite, they would go, right, this is shite. Turn it to something else. It was brilliant. Excellent. No, I need, I need to check that out. So you're putting that out. I, I uh, want to bury something. Can I bury something? <clears throat> I don't like what Rusev's been doing since he left. Rusev has podcasting. been... Day, day in his podcasty stuff, his YouTube and stuff, TikToks with Lana and stuff like that. I feel it's it's no for me. Like I, I really think Rusev has got like unbelievable potential. You know what I mean? Like he, he should be right up the top of the pecking order in a company and stuff like that. And I, and I know he's just like it's a it's, it's a different time and he's just having fun with his wife and stuff like that. And I'm all for that. I'm all for having fun with your wife. But I just think he has to be careful. I kind of feel like. Why go further into something here, right? But I kind of feel like, you know how everybody's using Twitch now, right? And everybody's doing Twitch. And, and I, I started doing it, you know, I started doing a wee bit of Twitch stuff. And, all, and I, just, I just fucking hate it, man. I just like, it's just no for me. It just feels so kind of disposable and naff. I just don't like it. What are you doing it, Rob? I just can't. I'm not, I'm not doing it now. I'm not doing it. I can't You're do it. You're just playing your computer? I just, I just can't date. It just feels like... Do you need your just, computer? Do you need and Ronda computer? Rousey's doing it as well. Ronda Rousey's on, like, come and see me watching this computer, uh, playing this computer game and stuff like that. And Rusev's doing it. And I'm just kind of feeling like, you're fucking blowing your mystique, man. You need Mate. to keep mystique. You, know, you need man. to keep mystique in wrestling. You know what I mean? Do you know, it's all right for somebody like The Undertaker who's now on fucking TikTok and stuff like that, right? Undertaker's on TikTok. Undertaker's on TikTok, mate. Is he doing dances and that? But in a like in a way, like you're like you've got so many memories of Undertaker, it doesn't really kinda diminish your memories or his legacy. I suppose it kinda taints a wee bit. 
I think it's different with the Undertaker grade because, he's done it. because he's he's took his costume off now. It's almost like he was playing this role mm-hmm. and the part's finished now and he's took his costume off and he's not going to harm any of that by like, you know, the performance is finished. But, but I just like people at Russi, I just don't like it. Anyway, let's see what the punters are saying. Chris wants to put over WWE for finally trying to think out of the box with Thunderdome. It might be shite, it might be amazing, but at least it's something different at last. And for the first time in months, I'm actually excited to see a show. Now, Thunderdome, for anybody that's listening to this, is WWE have promised they're doing this spectacular new thing with their sets where they're going to have video screens with the fans there and all that. The NBA have been doing that for a month now. Um, having at the at the basketball games, you've got these video screens where the audience would be, where the crowd would be normally, and you've got punters in the house watching the show, and you can see their faces and stuff like that, and they can cheer, and all that kind of stuff. So I imagine it's going to be like that, maybe on a bigger scale. Um, but I, it'll be interesting to see. They need to do something. They need to is, there, is there like examples of how they're going to do it if I type into Facebook? No, day? there's no. Well, there's a picture of them constructing it, Grado, but it is, from what I've heard, it's going to be like an actual dome. But it's not going to be like the NBA right. rap. They're actually going to kind of do it in rows almost. Right, right. Like, First look like at the WWE Thunderdome. There is something up, John. Drones flying about and everything, apparently. Oh, so, so they're, they're, um, they're, they're moving completely away from... Moving um, a new venue, eh? Performance centre. Yeah. Oh, I look at this as a place. Oh, there we go. Either back in an arena. I think it's, oh, it's primarily for SummerSlam, right? I think. No, no, no. It's um, they're filming for the next two months. They booked out the Amway Arena in Orlando for the next two months. Amazing. So they're pretty much there uh, indefinitely until they can get. Do you know back. what's probably bothered the WWE? I'll tell you what's bothered the WWE. It's people like us saying, "Oh well, all the wrestling companies are on equal footing now. It's all the same. It's just a ring and an empty hall." They're mm. on an equal foot and now we're coming with the WWE. WWE have went, fuck that, man. Let's build a fucking Thunderdome. Sure. Build a fucking big Thunderdome. <laughs> Let's see AEW build a fucking Thunderdome. Let's see TNA build a Thunderdome. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Did you say about uh, TNA, mate? No, I didn't mention <laughs> TNA, sorry. Uh, Chris wants to bury WWE.com cutting Grado's entrance at Shug's house party. Just throw Madonna some money to sort that out as they cut an amazing pop for the crowd. Here's the thing. It's like, I, I would imagine at some point, they're going to get on the WWE Network uh, that match uh, with you beating Drew for that title. I feel as if that's going to be on there at some point, right? I don't know because I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but the next one, the next pay-per-view that they put up kind of goes like, it doesn't go back the way, if you know what I mean. Like, I, that was in 2015. Right. Right. Um, but I would just imagine at some point, you know what I mean? It's such a kind of, it's quite a significant match for Drew on the indies. You know what I mean? You can get it on YouTube. Uh, as I, I told on the, on the wrestling daft, um, what was it? When they see the kind of, I'm doing a wee thing for Patreon, talking about my Aye. career. And um, I basically said how, like I basically made a new fucking YouTube name, like HibsFan91 Hibs and uploaded me versus Juice. Like so folk could see it because it was always just up on, um, like ICW's On Demand. So. Aye. If you have a no, look I mean, I, de- I just, uh, I think aye. that's going to go up no, at some point. But then, uh, I'm pretty sure Madonna's got to say, aye, you can't just pay and use it. I'm pretty sure there might be a, some kind of clearance thing where Madonna has to approve it as well. And she Mate, just... honestly, it's, I've, I've been doing this road a hundred times. I had it with TNA, I had it with World of Sport as well. Because I was like, hold on a minute, this is ITV. Surely you have got the library to do this. And they told me some rule that apparently they couldn't use it. So, I mean, there's absolute, there's no... Like there's absolutely one million, million trillion percent, no chance that Madonna will ever be on any of my music. Like it will never be on WWE. Yeah, new entrance team. Get a new entrance team. I know, man, but it's easier said than done. I'm fucking getting old now, and all. Try to try things up, but I'm I'm past depressing. But but just do it. I mean, just just do it. Well, as simple as that. Just do it. Well, I was going to say, look, I open it to listeners, listeners, like, what can I use? But there's no point in saying other music because you need to use Darien. They've got, like, that's the thing as well. See, why the ICW, ICW have got into the, the WWE music library. So see how when people in NXT are picking their music, they're using it for the same library that ICW wrestlers can pick it for. Right. So it's all just, like, one big, massive library. But do you know what? It, it was used once. Do you know when it was used? It was used on um, British Bootcamp. When they done it on Challenge TV, they actually got the rights for it then. That was the only time. But but for live shows, there's some sort of rule. I don't know, man. This is, is it, mate. This is the break. This is it. I, I think we should do it. And, and let's let's put it out there to the punters, actually. Here's the thing. Let's say, let's put it out to the punters. 
if Grado's going to have a new entrance theme, what do you think? What, what ideas do you have there? What should be done? What should it be like? What should it sound like? Does it mean that Grado has to change his gimmick a wee bit as well? You just remember, like, think about the fact that Triple H had that DX music when he first, when he was first kind of really kind of um, rising up as a kind of solo competitor on his own right to the to the to the main event, and he had that DX music, and probably Triple H was going, "This DX music is amazing. I'm never dropping this." That's true, mate. And then he cut, and then he has the game. You know what I mean? And it was like, you know, and nobody was like, "This is this is your chance. You make your first appearance in a ring, and you have new new music. People will just go with it." I think. People just, you're, you're much more than just, you have always kind of played yourself down a wee bit, I think, because you've always said, oh, I'm all about my entrance, Nora, I'm all about my entrance. It's not true. It's not true. I think you put too much weight on that entrance. It's maybe I've just got a fear of it, Rob. I just think that, you know, I don't want to change it in case it messes them up. But you know what? You're probably right. I probably should start thinking about trying to use something that's doing a route where I can't actually use it. But it would need to be for that fucking library. It would need to be if for you, that library. If you went for a year with new music, Everywhere you, every, everywhere you wrestled, that would, that would be it. It would be, that would be it. People would yeah, just accept it. I know I'm annoying you, right? But did, have I ever, have I ever played the other one? Your TNA one. Aye, have I done Aye, mate. You of sure? course you have. John, have you, have you seen telling lies? There is no corner <laughs> a TNA, there's no corner a TNA you haven't covered. That was great. <laughs> I bet everybody listening to the podcast world are loving this. Hey, we're ready. Right. Shout to the hand, cause if they say listening. It sounds like a 90s girl fan. It's brilliant. It does sound like a woman wrestler's entrance music. Does it? Uh huh. Shout to the hand, to the hand, cause if they ain't listening. Was that a rib? Huh? Was that a rib? No, was it? That, we, we literally we sat in TGI's, me and Eric Tompkins, and we were going through the library, and that was like the third one I listened to, and I went, nah, that's a fucking peach. Right, so it was a rib on yourself? You ribbed yourself? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, sorry, right, Louise, we're doing too much chatting with each other on this episode. Louise mm-hmm. wants to put over ICW on the WWE Network, yep. Although, again, there is that other side yet. Anyway, she wants to bury matches, promo segments getting interrupted on Raw by roster members. For example, Mickey James' first match back was hijacked by Seth Rollins and it took away half the match. Or retribution for hijacking the system when Drew was cutting his promo. Well, I mean, come on now. Come on now. You know what I mean? Seth Rollins, his whole persona fits way interrupting somebody's first match back. You know what I mean? Um, Mark wants to put over Ravy Davies laugh on last week's show. I'll need to catch up with that. I have to say, yeah. one of the upsides of ICW being on the WWE network, I have to say, it's amazing to think it. Aye. Ravey that that is one. Do you know what, Rab? You're so right. That is probably my. That's what I think. That's a that's the best thing for me to come for that is Ravy David getting seen because was it his match with James Storm? Aye. Brilliant match. Fucking superb match. The fact that Ravy David can know sit in his house and show his mates and put on the WWE network and there he is, man. It's like that's the, class. how. You know, you tell people you're a wrestler, right? You tell people you're a wrestler, and if people aren't aware of the scene, they can they, they can still, there's still that attitude. People can still be a bit kind of like, a wrestler, I fucking stick on the WWE Network, and you're like, there's my match on the WWE Network. That's it, mm. man. Get, you're, a, you're, a, you're a local hero. Ravi Davies a local hero. Now, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, for all the arguments you can bring to it, like, oh, the WWE are just eating everything up. How can you say no to Ravi Davies being on the WWE yeah. Network? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um... uh, Our patron, Stephen, we love you, Stephen, uh, wants to bury WWE's handling of the Velveteen Dream situation. Ah, This is difficult stuff to cover. On the surface, it looks as though no care has been shown towards the alleged victims, alleged victims, and Triple H came across as a clueless tit when he claimed Dream. This is is Stephen saying this, by the way, when he claimed Dream was taken off TV due to injury sustained in a car accident. Sounds like some push I'd make up to take a week off work to play football manager. It's clearly for a guy that's done that before has made up an excuse so he could stay after what uh, play football manager. Uh, once they put over the Drew and Orton feud, yes. That's what I should be putting on, actually. Both guys have been at the top of their game. The promos have been excellent. It's believable that both guys want to better fuck with each other. Drew's been, Drew's been brilliant. Mm-hmm. Drew has been brilliant. Drew has been, has really, really stepped up. And Randy Orton, it amazes me, Randy Orton, because it's just, it feels like any time WWE click their fingers, that Randy Orton can just step up about 10 gears. Do you know what I mean? And Randy's can, the best. He can come back down into the mid card and just kind of cruise, and then they can go, Randy, we need you again, and he steps up and he's just 
You know what I mean? What a, what superb. A, what a professional you, man. You see everybody moaning about Shawn Michaels fucking no selling the punt kick. Aye. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, it's fucking Shawn Michaels. I don't know, man. Sean Michaels can get up for whatever he wants. He should have fucking nipped up for it. <laughs> what about there's a note that the story that's gone about and all that it's in the sun and all that because I think Cornet said, oh, who was it they said it in a podcast that uh, Sean Michaels used to bully The Rock and that's how The Rock wouldn't never worked. There's John, he's not in the seeding. What's the story about that? It was, it, was Bret, it was Bret Hart. It was in a podcast saying that The Rock got bullied by Sean Michaels and Triple H backstage. Imagine bullying The Rock, man. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I used to listen to like um, when. HBK would go on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast and Stone Cold would just say to him, you, you were an asshole Aye. back then. And Shawn Michaels would go, I was. Mm-hmm. I was an asshole. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any doubt about that. I love the... You should go back and listen to Austin talking to Shawn Michaels because there's something beautiful about it because it's obviously... You know, you hear Stone Cold kind of saying, I didn't like you mm-hmm. back then. I didn't like was you. Was that the very first... Stone Cold, like, ah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I didn't like you back then. I didn't like who you were back then. Sean Michaels, like, I didn't like, I didn't like who I was back then either. You know what I mean? It's like a really beautiful thing about how people can change and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't doubt that Sean Michaels was probably mean to this young guy with that potential coming in and stuff like that. But Sean Michaels is a very different guy, you know. Um, so what else is going on? JS Todd wants to bury Raw Underground for not including Blackjack alongside the Dancing Girls to make <laughs> Bender for Futurama's dreams come true. This is such an obscure uh, reference, but I love it. And wants to put over ICW for making it onto the WWE Network and I guess Grado too. Our patron Jamie wants to bury Retribution's clusterfuck usage. Makes a mockery of the invasion angle of coming in strong. And wants to put over Samoa Joe being cool as fuck. Almost a replica of when CM Punk had his commentating stint. Samoa Joe's been brilliant, man. He's been brilliant. Um, Why is he no wrestling? Don't know. Right. Injury, maybe? Don't know. Uh, I think it was a concussion. I think he's concussion, still- concussion, concussion. Now. And uh, Jamie wants to put over Drew's promos and backstage bits. Intense and entertaining class. The, the, the fear that everybody had about Drew, which was that when he becomes a babyface champion, the WWE would do their usual thing of kind of saffening him and making him too cheery. No, it hasn't happened. He still seems like a legit hard man. You know what I mean? Which is which is great. They've done the right thing with him. Roman Reigns must be looking at it going, fucking, why did they not let me do that? You know what I mean? Do you think they're missing Roman Reigns? <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I, I miss him. You know what I mean? I, I, I love watching Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't want to see that that guy until this is all until this has all blown over, or until there's a vaccine or what. I don't want that guy in mixing oh, way anything. You know, know. but you know it's what? Simple as that. I and it, oh, you also there's something kind of a bit of mystique about it as well because you haven't seen Roman Reigns wrestle in a fucking an empty arena. Brian wants to put over Burniston. <clears throat> if you're no Scottish and have no clue, but the boys are always talking about season two and three are on Netflix turns out it's a good sketch comedy show it fucking turns out of course it does turn out <laughs> once they bury Netflix for having their season one season one is however about to be repeated on BBC Scotland I think I, I don't know if that's why there's a Netflix issue. I don't know uh, another wee bit of, I cut another wee thing here a wee bit of trivia just to put myself yeah. over in the very first scene in series one mm-hmm. that when you just go to the, the buffet mm-hmm. that's right in it you can hear me laughing yeah, that's true. That's very true. Okay. And a oh no, I'm going to tell that story. I was going to tell a story, but it's oh come on, how can you not tell us? There could be legal issues. Oh, no, I'm only <laughs> doing. Um, and Ben wants to put over how Ricky Morton took the pile driver from FTR on last week's Dynamite. Best old guy in the business. Best old guy in the business. Ricky Morton. Who is the best old guy in the business? Depends how what you mean by old. Ricky best old guy in the what? What age is old? Ricky Morton, sixty-three. Aye, I think that's old. That's old, isn't it? Well, well, when do we start considering a wrestler old? This is maybe something for next week. This is a, a, a good thing. Fifty-five. Well, well, look at look at AJ Styles. Is he not about fucking fifty-two or something? Like that? <laughs> Remember, um, Randy Savage was pretty much binned when he was. I think he was forty-two. Well, that's what I'm saying, mate. It's like they didn't spin them off when he was forty-two. I mean, AJ Styles started the WWE when he was like forty-one, and like. You remember like back in the day like when Hogan was like 41 and 42, everybody considered them all the hell and they were all these old guys now. It's like when they're, in their, they're in their prime. Hogan looked 42 when he was in his 20s, man. Mm-hmm. If old is, it depends what old is. If old is 50 and above, then it's uh, it's Dustin Rhodes for me. Wow. Right. Is the best. Uh, great show. Um, 
But if it's 60 and above, then well, that's something. Let's get that, get that out to the punters for next week, John. This is interesting part. First of all, first question being is, when are you considered an old wrestler? And the second one is, who's the best? Right? Brilliant. That was brilliant. Andrew wants to put over Randy Orton on his social media. Brilliant. Doesn't give a shit who he offends or pisses off. The best heel in the game. Randy Orton is at the top of his game, right? He's at the top of his game. He is fit and well. He looks great. He's happy. He's got, he's got a beautiful wife. He's happy in his family life. He's loaded. He doesn't need to give a fuck about what anybody thinks. Andrew wants to bury Chris Jericho, a bit chunky, and botch that finish, finisher against Orange Cassidy. Bury HBK for the no sale of the RK on punt. Clearly getting involved in the title match at SummerSlam. Is he going to screw Drew? Who screwed Drew? Who screwed Drew? Put, and wants to put over Retribution. Somebody's got to. And I think this is going to be the slow play work that us wrestling fans don't have the time for nowadays. Now, let's see how Retribution pans out, John, before you decide to make them the bad thing and the burying put over, okay? They all look tiny and odd, didn't they? Yeah, they do. Now, let's get Mayor Wrestling Daft at uh, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's where you get your good stuff. We've got three tiers there. You can get choose to get involved. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And listen, we need you now because this is where our money comes from. Our money comes for you guys. Tier one, cruiserweight champion, $4 a month. On that, you get patron only chat community, ad free versions of all the episodes, early access, random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, and voting what you want to see featured in the list of wrestling daft. You know what, I'll, add, I'll add to that as well this week. I'm going to start putting on the show notes so you can see all my fuck ups in the show notes as oh, well. I'll put, I'll put that in the tier one excellent. as well this week. So you can see what I'm reading every week. It's like some kind of fucking riddle I'm trying to read every week. I'll read tier two for you, I'm tier two Intercontinental Champion, which is ten dollars a month. You get everything in tier one as well as the video version podcast each week. You get a bonus episode once a month. You can get the Rabo and Wrestling episodes up there where I chat how he got into the business and how he ended up promoting his own shows. This week the marks is going to be doing a preview of SummerSlam and NXT NXT Takeover 30. And then next Monday the 2nd, there's going to be the second part of my story, It's Yourself, um, as we rise my time in ICW and my march, my march towards winning the belt against Drew. You can also join our Patreon pay-per-view parties this Monday. The marks are watching SummerSlam and they might even watch TakeOver Live on Saturday. Depends how drunk I am. Two free, what are you saying, mate? Depends how drunk I am if I'm waiting to watch it on Saturday. <laughs> I'm not we'll wait and see. Aye, you're either drinking or watching I'll show you, let me tell you. Tier 3 World Heavyweight Champion, which is $20 a month, and you get everything in the previous tiers as well, as well as a free Wrestling Daft t-shirt design of your choice. You must sign up for three months, plus you get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks, or do a run on this show. So if you fancy that and becoming one of your patrons, as important, please sign up, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, and we would love to welcome you to our roster. Now I would like to add something to that, um, for the tier two people, tier two and above, uh, I am going to, I will be doing a review of SummerSlam. Um, it will be an audio review of SummerSlam, uh, of the matches and stuff like that, which will be available to all you tier two people after SummerSlam is done, probably on Monday as well, tier two and above. All right? So I'm going to, I'm going to do that stuff. I'll, because I'll be watching SummerSlam, I'll do a wee, I'll do a wee review for you, just a wee, a wee quick overview of what I thought of the show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You just made the list! No. Every week we ask for you guys to vote on our list of wrestling daft and you can do that voting by joining our Patreon. This week we are on the road to the biggest party of the summer. No, it's not my wedding, 20 people at it. It's SummerSlam. Uh, so we asked, what do you want to talk about? We asked the punters on Patreon, do you want to talk about the best SummerSlams overall or the best SummerSlam matches? And it was the best matches that won it with 68% of that vote. Uh, so first of all, I'm going to do my top three. Um, and I know what will be um, your number 
you know what's all right. We'll, we'll see when we get there. We'll you, see when we get there. Right, I'll say I'll, once you get to one, I'm going to say what I think you think it is. Okay. Right. My number three is from SummerSlam 2000. Let's get straight into that SummerSlam 2000. What do you think it's going to be, Gredo? TLC match. TLC match. Edge and Christie and Dudley's Hardys. I'm thinking, Gredo, you love this match. Love it. Because was that not the very first TLC? It was. It was a very, very first TLC match. It was, I. Tables, ladders and chairs. Oh, my! Tables and ladders and chairs. Oh, my! That was the first... You got hundreds of TLC matches now. <laughs> well, you do. You do get hundreds of them now. You have a pay-per-view named after it. That's how, that's how significant that match was, that they ended up naming a pay-per-view after it. Mm-hmm. Um, great match. It's a great match. It's a... Three teams just at the absolute peak of their powers, uh, and 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 we kind of just had never seen anything like it before. Do you know what I mean? We'd never well, seen. Well, I suppose we did have the the, the was it a ladder match at WrestleMania two thousand? That kind of felt like yeah. the very first one. But you're right; that was the kind of. I don't think I do think TLC two was better, but uh, TLC one was superb as well. Aye, uh, but it's a great. It's a great, great match, and it's one I've I've watched multiple times. I've been happy to watch it again and again and again. You know what I mean? Um, which for kind of gimmick matches like that, I'm I'm no as into watching gimmick matches again and again and again as I'm just standard wrestling matches. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for a gimmick match, yes. My number two is from two thousand and one. Oh, what could that be? Two thousand and one. Let me guess what that it would be. It was smack bang in the middle of the alliance angle. Um, was it? And oh, it was. I, I can't even. Oh, was it The Rock versus Booker T? Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle. As our champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin defends that title against Kurt Angle, who so desperately wants to bring the championship home. And this one all started an invasion. SummerSlam ah. 2001, which is a massively underrated match, ah. where Stone Cold Steve Austin makes Kurt Angle look like a million billion bucks. Um, it's a fantastic match. It's an absolutely brilliant match. Uh, it's got everything. Um, it's got a bit of blood in there. It's got intensity. Um, Stone Cold gives Angle a hell of a beating in it. Um, but it's uh, I love Kurt Angle and I love Stone Cold and I love everything they did together I love all their backstage skits and all that right but this is this is prime Angle Austin in the ring two of the best workers that ever worked uh, and one of the one of the best matches ever and the second best SummerSlam match ever because the best SummerSlam match that there has ever been is there's an obvious answer as great as it as it as it uh, Bret Hart and Bulldog. Nope. Oh, I know what it is. is John knows what it is. John knows what it is. Know is, what it, is, it, is. is it Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart? Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart. SummerSlam 1991. Uh, that's that, that's one of the best wrestling matches ever. That's Aye. one of the best wrestling matches ever. I loved Mr. Perfect and I hated Bret Hart. I hated Bret Hart because I loved Mr. Perfect. And but that match was just it was awesome stuff. You know what I mean? There was kicking out of finishers. Um there was, you know, it was a, a way ahead of its time. It felt mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. watch that match a day. I challenge everybody out there to just watch that match again and see too the, the athleticism of these guys. Mr. Perfect. Just, again, it's that thing. It's like, obviously, Bret Hart is amazing, right? Bret Hart is amazing and Mr. Perfect is amazing, but Mr. Perfect makes Bret Hart look like a superhuman in this. You know what I mean? The way, the way Perfect sells for him, 
the way it's just total intensity, and you and you genuinely believe all the way through this match. You can go either way. I can go either way. You're completely invested in it. You know what I mean? And the finish is brilliant. Uh, it's, it's the best SummerSlam match of all time, and it just feels it has a SummerSlam feel to it as well. Like when I think of SummerSlam, it just I don't know if it was because I was a wee guy and it was like SummerSlam and it was hot and perfect and it feels sunny and it feels bright and they're colourful characters, do you know what I mean? Um, but I just kind of see past it. And do you know what? That's funny because my probably my favourite SummerSlam match is, again, it was in 2002 and I think it was just, I don't know, the, I know what you mean by that, how everything's bright and Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio when it opened to uh, SummerSlam 2002, I was daft for that because was that not maybe like in Rey Mysterio's first couple of weeks in WWE and it was an opener and the crowd were fucking loud and it had everything in it, the Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio match. I love seeing kind of, see matches like that where it's like the kind of wee guy versus a big guy and this was like Rey Mysterio's first ever kind of, because I, I had never really seen that before because he'd always just be with other cruiserweights. And it was interesting to see how he'd got on with like a heavyweight, and it was just superb, man. I loved that match. Uh, but also, it's just Kurt Angle's unreal, man. Yes, Kurt Angle was just what a wrestler, man. Let's see what the pump. What a wrestler. Tommy says HBK versus Triple H, two thousand and two, the unsanctioned match, brutal. The blood, the sweat, we arrow challenge in the game, a square go during the fight. Then HBK gave him a wee kiss on the heat at the end. Brilliant fight. That is a brilliant match. Mm-hmm. Great. That's a great pick. Bobby, the Rock versus Triple H ladder match for 98 shows how you have a great ladder match without all the high spots and flipping flops. Yep. Elevated the Rock's career to main event status. Quite right, after all the bullying that Triple H had been. <laughs> Calzo says, as a kid, I bloody loved the Luger and Yokozuna match at SummerSlam 93. That's a, that's a pick, isn't it? Right. Obviously, looking back at it now, it was another shit show with Luger winning the match via countout, so he didn't get the belt, but who gives a fuck? It's wrestling and it's daft. Love it. It's wrestling and it's daft. There's a t-shirt. Pablo, Mr. Perfect at 91. There you go. Owen Hart in the cage in 94. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that, Owen Hart in the cage. Mm-hmm. And Hart Foundation versus Brain Busters in 89 were superb matches. So Hitman involved all across there. More recently, Daniel Bryan versus Cena in 2013 was a great match with a horrible but very predictable twist at the end. That is a my hand, did I gain my hand then? Uh, Orton crashed in, won the WWE title. Ah, and right. Then that's okay. it. Fraser says Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in the cage at SummerSlam 94 is my favourite match of all time. It's a brilliant, I'd completely forgotten about that match and that's, a, that's a, an incredible match. Huh? Mm-hmm. SummerSlam ha, has had a lot of good matches. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of good SummerSlam matches. Um, F- Sandy says, I want to be different as always and go for a couple of forgotten classics. Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio, 2002. Just phenomenal. Leading on to my second was AJ Styles versus John Cena at 2016. Bell to bell action. Cena was brilliant in his efforts to get AJ looking like a world beer. Styles getting the biggest victory in his career to date. Catapulting AJ into the main event full time. Set up to the run. The Styles won in the WWE title. Instant classics. Good. Uh, Sean says, perfect heart. SummerSlam 91. Pure gold. Gold near stuff. Dean. Tables, ladders and chairs won. Oh my. Both in my list. Paul. Underrated SummerSlam match and segment. Brett versus Lawler. Lawler coming out in crutches <laughs> saying he'd been in a car crash. And declaring Brett would take on his court jester doink. Then it coming out, Owen played a rib on Bruce Hart and got doinked to throw a bucket of water on him. He looked fucking raging. It was so funny. <laughs> he looked raging. He was raging. You should have seen his face. You should fucking see his face. Scott says Brock versus Rock. Good show. Um, Ross says Orton versus Benoit. Oh, that was a great match. I no, loved that. Was that not the same year that my, my best mate... Sorry, we're not allowed to talk about it. We're not allowed to talk about it, so it doesn't exist. Oh, Anthony sure. says, Bulldog versus Brett, SummerSlam 92. What an amazing roller coaster of match. Brian, lots of love for Guerrero versus Mysterio ladder match at 05. Mm-hmm. Pappy. Oh, Pappy. That, that period. Aye, and Pappy's going to... Is Pappy no wrestling in fucking England next week? No, Pappy. Would you call him Dominic? But Dominic, aye. Dominic, aye. Wrestling Seth Rollins. He's, he's SummerSlam, aye? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas, my favourite SummerSlam match was Triple H versus The Rock, SummerSlam 98 ladder match. Underrated, doesn't get many mentions. If memory serves, Triple H fucked his knee, and I don't think he ever defended the title before it was stripped. Firm duty injury. And Keith says one of my earliest memories of wrestling was the Texas Tornado beating Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam 1990. We don't talk about that one. We don't talk about that one. The Texas Tornado action figures got to be one of the best, but spinning around to do the Tornado Punch. Probably considered to be a crap finishing move, but class when you're a wee guy. I love that finishing, by the way. I've never, I don't think I've seen this match. But, but do you love that finishing move, the Tornado Punch? Aye. Mm-hmm. It's good, isn't it? It's brilliant, mate. I might use it. The full SummerSlam 98 card was amazing. The Rock versus Triple H leather match in particular. And Mark says Brett versus Bulldog at Wembley. Made even Bulldog. better because Bulldog. 
Big Bulldog was supposed to be just off a crack bender. And Brett had to carry him through the match, man. I love it. See, when guys. What a guy, man. When, when I've spoken about this before about how my mate at school, Big Dave, used to see Mr. Arse on Friday night. See Mr. Arse when he was talking about Billy Gunn. <laughs> I fucking love that Mr. Arse, man. He's brilliant. <laughs> oh, Rab, have you tried your uh, Harry's shaving set yet? Well, it might look, if you're watching the video version of this, like I haven't tried it. Believe me, I have. My hair grows fast, and uh, my facial hair grows fast. Hair over my body grows fast, actually. I grow quite a lot of hair. Uh, hey, I use I, that. That is luxury stuff, mate. That I is actually, luxury stuff. I actually get excited to shave now because the smell of that shaving foam. I've got a wee bit of a kind of... I'm, I'm needing, I'm kind of looking a bit dirty today, man, and I, after this is finished, I'm going up the stairs and I'm going to get my Harry's we kind of set out and I'm going to slap on that form and shave away because I'm telling you, see the see the glide? It leaves my, leaves my face as smooth as a baby's body. And that in comparison is... to past shaves, man, there's, there's no discomfort. The foam smell is amazing, man. And see that texture grip of the razor in your horn? I'm not even banging these up. I actually love shaving now. That is a luxury foam, mate. You know, that's, see his foams go. See his foams go. That is a luxury foam. Have I, I told you about Jeff of... and Andy? No, well, before you go on to Jeff and Andy, I want to hear about Jeff and Andy, obviously. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, but I want to say something. It says on the Harry's packaging, do not use the razor to shave your head. It says that. Don't use the razor to shave your head. It's for shaving your face. Don't use it to shave your head. But see, after shaving my face, I was like, I, I so want to shave my head with this. Because this razor is so good. How can I not be shaving my baldy head? with this razor and I resisted because I didn't, I wanted to do what Jeff and Andy tell me but I, I, I'm really I would be curious to know for Jeff and Andy why I'm not allowed to shave my head with it because I want to shave my entire body I want to be going about like a, a young you know you get the, the wee baby animals get born and they've got no hair on their body they're completely hairless that's the way I want to be crawling about my house if they're okay. using these razors mate. Well, see, at the end of the day, right? Jeff and Andy, man, they were just like me and you. We're fed up with kind of like their price razors. And they said to themselves, let's start Harry's, man. Let's fix this situation. Harry Kent, there was only one way to ensure quality. So they bought their own factory, just like that. Oh, and Jeff and Andy just went out, bought a factory, and they started Harry's shaving. Basically, they took less profit because Harry offers a great quality product for a fair price. That's how well... Jeff and Andy are, they're doing great for us. They're amazing quality blades. They're almost half the price of the five leading brands. By the way, I had I had a subscription on Amazon with another shaving company, which was binned for Harry's, because Harry's includes everything, everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. They've got a weighted ergonomic handle. They've got five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip, a lubricating strip, and a trimmer blade. It's got a rich, lathering shave gel. And also, if you're out travelling about, they've got a wee travel blade cover just to save any accidents. Well, you need a cover road. if oh, you're you travelling about. You can't be just shoving the razor in your pocket. I've, I've learned for that mistake in the past. Here's what I really respect about Jeff and Andy as well. They obviously couldn't decide whether to call the company Jeff's or Andy's. They went, we'll just call it Harry's. We'll just call it, we'll just take a third name out of the ether. And we'll just call it that. And that's the kind of guys there. You know what I mean? You're always thinking about how to... How inspiring is it that they just went out, bought a factory, started up a racing company, and get this, you can buy a trial set for £3.95. I repeat, free, but this isn't it. I'm telling you, we're no lying here. This is real. £3.95. Now, no, the trial set, by the way, right, has got that foam in it. That foam comes in that trial set and you need to experience that foam. Support our podcast and get your trial set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foam and shave gel, luxury shave gel, and a travel blade cover so you don't cut up your thighs by going to harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft. Right now, that's harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft. And I can't stress this strongly enough. Do not use any backslashes. It's that point in the show when we jump the time machine and head back to the past to look at a pay-per-view for days gone by. Last week, Tom Campbell for Cultaholic. Oh, would, oh, really? Told you to watch Backlash 2000? Oh, did he? If Tom Campbell for Cultaholic told you to jump half a bridge, would you do that as well? Here are your thoughts. Paul says, I totally remember watching this on Channel 4 back in the day. Edited to shit on tape delay. 
I remember they cut to the crowd when the Dudleys put Trish through a table. I used to hate that. Remember they used to freeze frame as well sometimes? Uh, like people get hat hangs, they'd freeze it. Yeah, can I just say and white? See the people bled. Sorry, mate, I'm cutting you off there. Sorry, how, how dare I? Um, see, Backlash 2000, probably one of my favourite other pay-per-views because uh, I get right, I was, I mean, I was obsessed with them, but see Rock winning the title and Austin coming out as a wee guy. I mean, I woke the full house up at fucking five bells in the morning, up for school at eight, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was gone absolutely nuts for Backlash. Backlash is superb. I totally forgot it was on... Um, I totally forgot it was on Channel Four, but um, and also what I loved about that is uh, the the swinging fucking Hingleys. Remember them? The big. Remember, remember the set? Yeah, the big them. I remember the big them, big man. Pendulums. Aye, aye, the big pendulums. Because I remember being out one night and seeing somebody that fucking chewing the face off himself, and I was going, "You're fucking jaw swinging like the back backlash." <laughs> 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 I thought that was good for me. That's a good one. That's a good one. So good you remembered it a decade later. <laughs> um, John says was definitely it's no you, John, is it? It's a listener no, called John. Know. John said was definitely one of the best pay per views of that year. Then Dean Malenko and Scotty had a great match for a title that didn't mean a lot. Six-man hardcore match was fun. Then the main event, that pop for Stone Cold was one of the best. Mm-hmm. Robert, not me, said the set was awesome. I miss those days with different sets for each pay-per-view. These days, everything looks the same, so it's much more forgettable. I still remember Matt Hardy's, yes, Matt, for once, dive from the superstructure. Aye. So what's you going to what? be next, Grado? What are we going to watch? Right, what should we watch? I think we should watch... Let's watch the first ever pay-per-view after Turner Broadcasting and um, both Jim Crockett Promotions, which eventually became WCW. Let's watch Starcade 88. Rick Steiner's on there, Barry Windham's on there, Flair and Luger, the main event. Let's go back and watch Let's that. do it. Starcade 88, I'm all for that, mate. So that's a year after Chi-Town Heat, right? Aye, aye. No, Chi-Town no, Rumble was in 89, I'm sure. That was like... Um, I think that was the first pay-per-view that year. I'm sure Shy Town was, was 87. I'm sure it was 89, Flair and Steamboat. Hold on. If it's the same main event, Flair, Steamboat, I'm sure it was 89. Flair, Steamboat, Shy Town, Rumble. Oh, aye, you're right. Hold on, you're right. Aye, 89. You're right, you're right. right. I'm hanging a Shy Town heat. Mm. Actually, sure. I'm hanging a Shy Town Rumble. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's not this man, a couple of dull <laughs> strobs. Guns. <laughs> I know. That's it for this week's show, folk. Please, folk, as if I was one person listening. Thanks for listening, folk. Um, that's it for this week's show. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and remember, we now go twice a week. So you can catch us on a Friday and you get the Marks podcast on a Tuesday as well. And this week, they've got an interview with Enzo Amore. Oh, my God. God, that's got to be amazing. Man. I know, he, he was all right, he was good chat. And so, what is he doing? The biggest like? guy in the room. Uh, doom, doom, doom. The biggest dude in the room. Uh, who is he? Who is that we asshole? He's a very controversial character, but um, he was all right. He was all right. Gary spoke to him and um, talked about Vince, talked about Big Cast, talked about the fact he was defending the Cruiserweight title, well, potentially on the Indies as well. He was involved in Talkie Shop and Mania as well, Grado. Ah, he was in that. He was funny on that. He was funny, actually. He was really funny on that. He'd just go out there and talk and say any old shite. He was like, I'm going on my time. Don't give a fuck. What, I don't know what I'm here for. This is low what, a waste of, what a waste, though, that guy. Because he, he was... He was a star, was, gonna be. Yeah, he, what a waste, man. What a waste. Hey, listener of the week. You want to pick a listener of the week? Oh, listener of the week has got to be... It's got to be one of the guys that did a shoot wrestling movie. No, I'm going to do this for Grado. This is for Grado, right? There was a guy who gave us this feedback, right? A listener who gave us this feedback. It was Paul. And he says, I want to put over TNA original Joseph Park from Park, Park and Park, making his Smackdown on-screen debut. So I think we should make Paul listener of the week for being own brand and supporting Grado and Grado's pal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we should make Paul listener of the week. We good with that, Grado? Listen, I was so emotional to see a representative from Park Park and Park on Smackdown. To see Big Josie Boy back on screens, up there with AJ Styles, what a fun little spot. A TNA original. Thank you, Paul, because that that was a beautiful, beautiful moment to watch back, to see Park Park and Park. 
being represented on SmackDown. That's my former place of work when I worked in TNA. All right. Okay. Uh, also, remember to get on our Patreon because we really need you. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And please, please spread the word. Get your pals on it as well. Let's try and make these kind of pay per view watching parties not a, a wee bit more fun. Let's get a bunch on there. Get more money into me and Grado's pockets. Uh, because we'd like to be able to just buy our end raiders, really, ideally. Uh, check out the video version on Patreon, of course, <laughs> and why not buy yourself a t-shirt? shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. It's been a pleasure, Grado. It's great to be back. Brilliant. I'm just going to wait up to give myself a wee shave, and then I'm going to get started on Shy Town. Oh, no. What are we watching? Starcade 88. Starcade 88. Starcade 88. Rob, it's been a pleasure speaking to you again. I've mm-hmm. missed you. It's been brilliant and I can't wait for next week already. And thanks to everybody that's been listening and all that shit. Absolutely. Thanks. And now it's time. To, uh, it's yourself. Up, 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 it's it's yourself. It's up yourself. It's up yourself. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. 18- plus.